Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Mia. I'm Samantha. And this is You Rom Complete Me. We've made it to episode number eight. We're back. It's incredible. It happened. We set out to do something, and we've exceeded we're our expectations. To it. it's, it's April Fool's Day, but we're no fools. We did it. We did it. <laughs> this won't be airing on April Fool's Day, but... But, like, that's fine. Basically, we can same week. people how it works. We're You're right. It. You're right. It's fine. It's fine. It's we're not a problem. It's a challenge. We're here with a calm. We're here with some comedy. We are some, with a calm. Some spoofs and goofs for we, April Fool's Day. We are here with the 1987 romantic comedy. Roxanne. Roxanne. Wow. Starring Steve Martin. Daryl Hannah. Written by Steve Martin. Yes. So Steve Martin was instrumental. He produced this film. He wrote it. He starred in it, which explains why uh, he had such a presence um, in the the comedic uh, actions of the film. Every scene, he's cracking jokes left and right, guys. If you love Steve Martin, and you should, because he's great. We do. We love him. uh, You should check this one out for yourself. Well, we'll wait. Go ahead. Great. <laughs> did you enjoy your glass of wine through your nose? I hope you did. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. He should, find, she should, he should find better glassware to drink wine He at. really should. I mean, he was at Daryl Hannah's house, so That's it really true. wasn't his choice. He just went through her house, made a charcuterie board. Oh, my God. Ready to go, he, just as they met. Should we, should we explain the basic premise of this film? Before we just talk about random things? I guess. Yeah. Sometimes well, it's first, helpful. can I just say, Samantha, yeah. how charcute to me you are? <laughs> You're welcome, folks. Thank All you. right, let's Thank talk you. about Roxanne. What is it about? Okay, so... As we said before, Roxanne is a modern interpretation of Cyrano de Bergerac about mm-hmm. Steve Martin, who's a big-nosed fire chief yes. who falls in love with astronomy student Daryl Hannah, mm-hmm. who is studying in his town for the summer, yes. about to name a comment, sure. if she can. If she can. And uh, because he doesn't believe people like him because of his nose romantically, he sort of is a big old ham. He's a ham. He gets involved with the new firefighter in town Chris. who is Don't into... Don't know who the actor is, but no. Chris was there. He's handsome. <laughs> He's he is handsome, handsome as heck. Uh, so he sort of helps him woo Daryl Hannah because Chris may be beautiful, but he is dumb as a tree. Dumb as a bag of rocks. Yeah. Is I wasn't quite sure what the idiom was. Well, that's what it is now. <laughs> tree and a bag of rocks. And a uh, delightful comedy ensues. Yes. And it was... It was a time. It was a time. I haven't seen many other Cyrano's, but I thought this was great. It was. I, I was into it. It was. You know, a little unpredictable at times, this movie, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Well, so should we we'll get started? Sure. Okay. Let's get started. Is it a rom-com? Um, so I was thinking <sighs> about this, and now that we've been doing this for like months... I've had a lot of time to think about rom-coms at our oh podcast God. at oh every God. moment. So this question, is it a rom-com? When we say no, sometimes like we have to think about like what it is then. Right. So if it isn't a rom-com, what would it be? I think this one is closer to rom-com, but it also could be like a situational comedy, a little yeah. sitcom. I mean, it could just be a straight-up comedy Com? because yeah. it's very... It's like, very... Where does the comedy come from? Right. I believe... Oh, I just remembered the line I said about this, about how it 
calm pleaded me. Yeah. But perhaps not wrong but not pleaded rom, me. Wrong pleaded you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a weird expression, but yeah. it's out there now in the universe. Yep. So yeah, I guess it is more of a situational comedy, perhaps. The comedy of errors. Yeah. It uh because they fall in love. A lot of the comedy is surrounding their weird path to romance. Right. Well, you're not Chris. You're not really watching them fall in love. You see Steve Martin fall in love with Daryl Hannah, but we don't really see Daryl Hannah fall in love with Steve Martin. Like, she's in love with his words. She just doesn't know that she's in love with him. Right. She thinks she's in love with someone else. Right. But, like, which, well, we'll get to the fact whether this would fly in real life. Uh, next question. How was the meat cute? How was the meat cute? Hmm. It was a naked meat cute. It was a naked. It was actually pretty funny. I really yeah. like the meat cute. Movie opens. Bam. Right out of the door. Right yeah. out of the gate. Yeah. Daryl Hannah goes outside She's because out. her cat, who has a non-cat name. Grover? Grover. Stupid name like for a, a cat. Muppet. Good name for a fish, though. Karen, How would you're be? listening. Oh, my God. Is that Karen's yeah, fish's name? Oh, my gosh. Or her former fish's name. Oh, R.I.P. Grover. <laughs> you're dead, if not. Mazel tov. Live, live long and prosper. <laughs> live <and prosper>. <laughs> Uh Yeah, so she gets locked outside. She has to move to the fire station. She's naked and afraid. She's naked and afraid <laughs> in the woods. He, like, does some crazy gymnastics to, like, break into her it's house. so weird. He, like, carries this toolbox. He's like, oh, yeah, I've got, like, a door-breaking kit in here. He carries this huge toolbox, gets up to her steps, opens it, and inside is just a single, like, MasterCard, which he tries to like <laughs> open the lock with and it doesn't work. Comedy. And then he like gymnastics flips onto the roof, goes yeah. in, makes a charcuterie tray. It's Helps very her silly. In her house. That was good. He has some weird. I liked that meat cute. It was very um, unique, original. No, it was. It was one of, a very good meat cute. Mm-hmm. Though he's I mean, a weirdo for yeah. sure. But does it fly in real life? No. God, no. No. None of this would fly in real life. And, I mean, that goes back down to, I think, the original story material. That mm-hmm. wouldn't fly in real life if someone... I don't want to be tricked. Yeah. Although I want to trick people. I know. <laughs> it's not con. It's not a con <laughs> you want to be conned into. I, yeah. I want to be the con. I don't want to be conned. Yeah. We don't want to pull this I guess con. It just all boils down to, like, what are you falling in love with when you fall in love with someone? Is it just their personality? Can you, like, take away the looks? That's what this is. Because she's falling in love with with his words. words his very his feelings for her. overly flourish, oh, God, dramatic too much. words. But then Chris is just, like, the beautiful body of his words. It's very yeah. interesting. But, like, she has sex with him. That's true. With Chris. That's true. So uh, I know, but how, but particularly, I feel like if you ha- share that intimacy with someone, and then you realize that you've been lied oh, I would to, be so pissed if I had been bamboozled. Like I would that. not be. I would not be pleased. Yeah. So not doesn't fly in real life. It's gross, yeah. and, it's and it doesn't work. I don't think it works in any modern story. I think I was telling you that there is a Netflix right. film. Um, Sierra Burgess, Burgess is, is not a loser. Not is a loser. loser. Is a loser. Can't remember. Titles are hard, guys. Anyway, I was excited about the movie, but it's just, it's a really hard thing to adapt to modern life with mm-hmm. it being not creepy. Yeah. And it sort of plays it up in Set It Up, which is also a Netflix movie where yeah. people puppeteering other people and yeah. making a love connection happen. Can you get rid of that weirdness? I don't think so. I mean, okay. I, I'm not opposed to someone like, 
putting me together with someone to fall in love, like, that's one thing. But Mm -hmm. the lying and the, like, manipulating is just a little... So I should far. so I should cancel that Cyrano situation I was going to do for you, or I mean, is it Steve Martin? <laughs> yes, I'm going to Cyrano you with Steve Martin. He's Listen. here. He's here right now, oh ladies my gosh. and gentlemen. Can Steve you Martin. imagine? Can you imagine? He's not actually here. Anyway, <laughs> so it I don't think it would work in real life. No. Discuss amongst yourselves if you think it would. Yeah, add us. Tell us what you think. Yes. I don't think it would. Slide into that email box. Yeah. Me at gmail.com. I don't think we've shared it with <laughs> them before. With the you, not like with our other you. social media handles. Uh, it's tough. It's Next tough question. Life. Did it age well? No. <laughs> not at all. This movie was very set in the 80s. Riddled with drug references. Yeah. Multiple drug references. Yeah. Misogyny. Uh, lots of misogyny. Like the town is super weird and dated. Mm-hmm. It's just like... A, a weird place. Everyone's super rude to him about his nose. But not that many people, though. Like, that one guy in the bar. Yes. Because a lot of people think he's so funny. He has, like, a, a club of old ladies that yeah, love him. People true. are always saying hi to him. People do love... Do love... I was going to say Roxanne. That's her name. <laughs> but I kind of feel like it's his name at the same time. It was CD, right? Yeah. Which is... CD Banks, I think. Tricky, because it's, like, Cyrano mm-hmm. de Bergerac. Um, yeah, and, you know, he uses the mail. He does use a postal system. In a montage. A postal system montage, nonetheless. Which was really funny. Yeah. And there's lots of cute little, um, you know, hints to different things. Like, when he's during the postal office montage, postal box montage, I'm sorry. He never actually goes into an office. He's, Uh, like, carrying a copy of Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. That's a funny joke. There's all sorts of, you know... It's about firefighters. Yeah. Fi- who, and, who burn books. Right. Right. And, and he... Star fires, and he's a firefighter. And, and he's a firefighter oh. who is the head of a bunch of firefighters who are not good at their jobs. Oh my god, they're so bad at their jobs. The very beginning of the movie opens with him, like, whistling and walking into the fire department, and there's an on-fire trash can, and he just <laughs> stares at it, and he goes, God damn it, we're supposed to put them out. We're supposed to put them <laughs> and out. And it was beautiful. This is an on-fire garbage can. <laughs> Could be, be a nursery. nursery. John Mulaney, I see where you got that joke now. I know. It makes sense. <laughs> um, so, no, it didn't age well. No. No. Did you know. Did you fall in love while watching this movie? Um, we liked the ladies. The ladies' characters were great. We As were always. into Sandy, the messy bench who loves drama. Oh, my drama. God. Sandy, who's the barmaid who runs off with Chris. runs off with Chris. Chris in the end. A little betrayed by that, but Whatever. Okay. She's going to the casinos to uh, be a waitress. Yeah. A cocktail waitress. Unclear. Dixie was great. That's... Yes. Um, oh, played by um, Shelly... Duvall? Duvall, yeah. yes. Like um, Shelly Duvall. She was great. The old lady, the gang of old ladies. The gang of old the ladies was really ladies. funny. They were great. But, eh. I mean, I wouldn't like Chris because he tricked me, and I don't yeah. think I would be able to forgive CD. So so dumb. Yeah. And yeah. also, CD like crosses the line and a lot also, in this film. He was too much. Those letters that he wrote her were ridiculous, and nobody talks like that. And I'm not here for it. Get just be nice to me. You don't need to like write me poems about how my I mean, eyes look like stars or whatever. She was into it. Yeah, I know, but she was wrong. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, bold statement here from the peanut gallery. Uh, um, are you rethinking your life now? No, and I'm very glad I don't live in that town yeah. with incompetent firefighters. That town was rough. 
Yeah, there was a lot of comedy surrounding the firefighters and how bad they were at their jobs. Constantly, Mm -hmm. they were trying to be... That's the situational comedy. Yeah. So they're trying to be... So Chris comes into town to help train the the youngins because they're so bad Mm -hmm. at their job. Not youngins, but they kind of act like youngins. Yeah. And it's just a mess. The whole thing is a mess. He, like, can't talk to Roxanne because she's so beautiful but he can put out fires. He, get, he like, throws up when he talks to beautiful so, women. It's so over the top. But he has some of the best lines. He does. Oh and God. that leads us right into favorite quotes. Favorite quote. I didn't really write down the exact quote, but Chris loves a meat sandwich. He does. So there's this scene <laughs> where he's talking to Sandy in the bar about, you know, how he's traveled the world and how he used to go see, like, the redwoods of San Francisco. And she's like, wow, like, tell me more about it. He's like, you know, I'd always, like, go and I'd pack a meat sandwich with me. Generic meat sandwich. Not turkey, not chicken, I would actually brought beef. you a meat sandwich for oh this taping. God. I know how much you love meat sandwiches. I just love meat so much. <laughs> Big, hunky piece of beef. Woo! Tasty, tasty. Samantha's a vegetarian. It's, yeah. If you haven't listened to the episodes <laughs> where we reference that. I, I'm not a fan of... She of, doesn't like meat. Of the meat. Um, the other one... Because I was afraid of worms, Roxanne. Worms. worms. He means words, but he says worms because he can't quite hear Steve. Yeah. Can't quite hear CD the right way. Yeah. Really and funny. I also, uh, I really liked, I said it earlier, but when he walks in and just stares at that on fire garbage can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn, we're supposed to put them out. Just the delivery was really yeah. funny. Um, Carpe diem, fish bait. Yeah, that was a good. One that too. was a good one too. It was all like CD and Chris situation. Very silly. All very silly. So ludicrous. Also talking about silly because I don't know where else we would fit this in. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the movie opens with CD walking down the sidewalk carrying mm-hmm. a tennis racket, and then he gets into a fight with cokeheads. With two cokeheads who are carrying ski poles, and uh, like it's like all of a sudden. Saber fencing action. There was like sound effects. He's really fighting them with the tennis racket. It's the most dramatic scene, and we were so confused mm-hmm. when it was happening. We just didn't understand what was going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. It just like we afterwards. We, yeah, we didn't really love the beginning of the movie. The end, it sort of picked up the romance and yeah. really like snapped its way through to a really cute ending. But the beginning of the movie, dear lord. It Steve, was real long. I like you, bud. He's like here. He's much. in the back. He's just sitting in a chair. It's okay. After just we enjoy him. your meat sandwich. Yeah, enjoy your meat sandwich. We're sorry, Steve. Didn't he enjoy a sandwich on Oh Hello? Like a tuna Yes. Too much tuna. Too much tuna. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, Steve. Um, what about the rom-com beyonds? Oh, <laughs> such, a good, such a good term my wife has coined. A little portmanteau for everyone. Oh, my gosh. It, you know, it was the 80s. Nothing was supposed to be particularly special. But there, I liked it. their apartments. It felt like they were they actually were not apartments, houses. It felt like he lived in that house. There were books everywhere. It was sort of homey. Yeah. Homey. And I liked that. Sometimes they don't, that the living situations don't match the characters. Right. But this felt good. Um, um, what about Daryl Hannah just wearing a straight up pearl necklace wrapped around her wrist several times that as a bracelet. very 1980s. Um, <laughs> outfits were forgettable, but that sweet, sweet saxophone. Oh my god. The sexy, the sexy dulcet tones. It was beautiful. We were into it. Yeah. all The whole soundtrack. No songs with, with words. No buble. But not everything can happen. A little smooth jazz. 
Yeah. It the was romance. Good. Would you watch this film again? Yeah. Actually, this brings me to a fun point that we oh, talked about, about yeah. when we watched it. Mm-hmm. So originally, this question, before the pod was a pod... When it was just a twinkle in her eye. <laughs> you hate that expression. <laughs> I love that expression it. now. Um, anyway, um, we this question was, would you watch this movie on a date? And so many of them were like, no, no. Eh, and then I decided I hated the question. And, and I got, rid, got of rid of it. I vetoed it. Sorry, Samantha. It took it's the reins and I'm a bad it's friend. Fine. You're not a bad um, friend. And then this is the one that I think I would have answered yes. Like, this feels like a movie... That would be fun to watch on a date. Yeah. Mostly because it doesn't feel super rom-com-y. No, it and doesn't. I feel like it's many more of a men comedy. are anti-rom-com. Yeah. I would, I would consider watching it again. On a, on a plane, on mm. a train, in a hotel. You know what? I don't... If it's on. Maybe. No? Maybe. I guess maybe. Uh, though, it's... Well, I guess we'll talk about that later. Never mind. Mm. Just something about the film and things that are included and not included when it's showed on TV. Yeah. Um, should we do tropes first? Before Let's we do get some into tropes the, before we get into the wacky the MPAA section. The wacky this. MPAA section. I bet you weren't expecting that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that MPAA. All ratings. right. Talking tropes. Roxanne. Does it have a grand gesture? Yes. Yes. It she actually, goes to him. It's the cutest grand jester. Yeah. I've, it was very genuine. Mm-hmm. He's sitting up on a roof just sort of contemplating his life and Existence. choices. And she comes up and tells him how she, how she loves him and his great, big, beautiful mm-hmm. nose. And it's sweet. It's like lovely. Mm-hmm. Genuinely lovely. It was a good moment. Grave misunderstanding for comedy. That's what the whole movie is. It's the whole movie. Yeah. It's one big misunderstanding. Well, and also a mistaken identity at the same time. Yes. And lots of, lots of you know, quick change scenarios. There's a scene where uh, CD is uh, coming to help Chris with something he did while he was away. Like, mm-hmm. CD sends all these letters to Daryl Hannah because he's extra and too much. And he didn't tell Chris that Chris wrote all these letters while oh, she was away. Scene, right. And so there's this scene where, like, he... Where Chris is in the house with Daryl, and then CD rings the doorbell, and then he runs down. He runs downstairs, and she then CD leaps on the roof, and then it's, it's like back and lot. forth, back and forth, just like over the top. So comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's perfect. She's comely. She's adorable. No, he is for him. Everyone thinks he's so funny. The whole town is in love with him. Yeah, despite his big Steve nose. Martin. He's great. You know, he's great. He's a little weird with everybody in the town. They're all yeah. very forward with each other, but whatever. The whole town is just he puts up. out. He's the only one who can put out fires, so I guess so. That's why they love him. Yeah. Though in the end, they all manage to put out a fire. That's true. Together, and which save he a cow. smells down with his God, big old nose. Got all about these weird plot points. Yeah. And remember how? <laughs> so when they do their like fireman training, they do all these sort of weird dance sequences, and yes. they have to remember them and put it together and yes. jumping and yeah. over poses, and it was mm-hmm. just so. Out of the world. Yeah. What's next here? Uh, no, we're just friends. Or they've, they've been, been here all along. We give it yeah. a point five mm-hmm. because because she know. doesn't know that she's in love with CD, but she is. But she enjoy like she enjoys him. She's yes. they're friends like without a right. doubt. And then when she realizes what's been going on, she she goes to him. Yeah. Go to him. She does. We said this before the mailbox montage. Oh, it was delightful. You know what? 
I mean, I know we had a makeover montage kind of with Hitch last week, but it's yeah. not what I really want. I want like a full blown yeah. montage sequence. We're gonna have Google's to watch playing in the background. Something. We're gonna find I, one. I'm pretty sure there's a montage in You've Got Mail. I'm Your looking favorite forward to movie. it. I love time. You've Got Mail. It's on the record. I love it. You're such a liar. <laughs> uh quirky BFF. Yeah. We Dixie. got Dixie. She's real quirky. She she's owns a restaurant. Sister. She's cousin. She's something. I don't know. I don't know the relationship. Me either. But they're friendly with each quirky. other. They love each other. It's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. And that was it That's for it. tropes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot. Like we said, it's more of a calm than not a rom. Super tropey. Which is fine. Ooh, we got one that's not on the list, but we love. Oh, yeah, our new one. Foot Pop and Kiss. <gasps> foot Pop and Kiss. Foot Pop our and first kiss. Foot Pop and Kiss. Actually, no, there was another one I was going to say on here. We have a new category for tropes, folks. The one about being set in New York? Yeah. But this movie's not set in New York. I know, but I'm just saying it doesn't fit. We it. don't have to spread the news this week. We don't have to spread the news this yeah. week. It's the first time in a while we haven't had to spread the news. I know. I know how much I love spreading news. You know how much you it's don't love you, me York, spreading York. news. I know, dear God. I've this was set in Washington <laughs> State. Um, it was filmed yeah, in which Canada. Is which is it's fun. usually either New York or Chicago for us. Yeah, I was excited for the Northwest to um, get a yeah. get a scene one day. My dear Massachusetts will get a scene as well. Mm. Fever pitch. <laughs> I, I I suggested that <laughs> we could do it. I've never we'll, seen we'll it. Get there. Um, but yeah, right. so that's our tropes. Moving on to sort of our our fun fact corner for today. We're just going to talk trash about the MPAA. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we're also going to we're also going to talk about Steve Martin's genius as well. Okay. Do you want to talk about the MPAA first? The MPAA is a hack organization. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I hope no one is listening to this right now. La la la. Okay. So this movie. <clears throat> yeah. During this movie. Oh my gosh. So much swearing. So much swearing happens. So much inappropriate content. The Internet Movie Database trivia page for this web for this movie said that they dropped the F-bomb 19 times mm-hmm. in this movie. Now, I don't know about you, Samantha, but what, 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 what would you rate a movie? Oh, my gosh. Well, considering the sex jokes, the fuck being dropped several times, I just dropped it on this I podcast. Know. What are we going to rate this podcast <laughs> oh now? Oh, my gosh. Well. Definitely R, maybe NC-17. I don't know. According to the... This website that I got this information from, uh-huh. HowStuffWorks.com, if you drop the F-bomb more than once in a movie, it should be rated R, which this movie was rated R, but right. then they appealed to the MPAA, and now this movie is rated PG for parental guidance. I don't understand. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. I just... Mm. So... A little cranky about that. So then I did another, a little bit more of a deep dive. The people who are on this board. She's a research librarian, <laughs> folks. She knows what she's doing. They're anonymous. They're, they oh keep it God. a secret. They don't release who they are. So who are these people? You can email us at youwrongcompleteme at gmail.com They're ghosts. if you have information. They're ghosts. They're not <laughs> ghosts. Ghosts are not on the MPAA. And I also learned that <clears throat> if you want to get your movie rated by the MPAA, you have to pay them $25,000. To get your movie No, rated. thanks. My movie will not be rated. So <laughs> It'll just be blank. I think there's actually a doc about this called This Movie Is Not Yet Rated. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, which is where I I get my deep-seated hatred for the MPAA. Um, but <sighs> there's the MPAA. There's Rotten Tomatoes giving this movie an 89% for some reason. And Rotten Tomatoes, as we've learned we recently, like them. thanks to our friend Meryl, we always sort of distrusted them. But Rotten Tomatoes, the reviewers are mostly made up of male 
yeah, reviewers. Yeah, it's not an even ratio. Right, not at all. Not even almost. So they're, so the films that they rate, that rate, you know, things that appeal to them are different than what appeal to us. I just always remember as a child, uh, I saw the Princess Diaries movie with my mom and my sister and yeah. like, we loved it. We had so much fun. And mm-hmm. then there was a rating in the newspaper from like an old cranky white man who was talking about how it was such a bad film. And my mom's like, the film is not for you, Roger Ebert or whoever you are. The film, the is, film is for, for young you. ladies. Yes. You know, so. You need to give ladies an even shot in this world. Yeah. So Rotten just, Tomatoes Not is... everything is for you, dudes. Surprise. Yeah. I know that that's what society says all the time. And that women are anomalies and we can't be trusted and we're just flighty little dames. But no. Flighty little dames. I like that expression. <laughs> I want to be on the Rotten Tomatoes and MPAA boards. Yeah. Please. They should put one of us on each of them. Okay. Thank you. Great. Thank you very much. <sighs> I just had to get that out. It's okay. Thank you for listening, listeners. It's okay. It's fine. So okay. something interesting about... so. <laughs> one of the scenes where a lot of the inappropriate jokes come yeah. in is this scene where Steve Martin is in a bar and some guy Somebody is mean to him. Is mean to him. Nose. He calls him Big Nose. And he <laughs> stops and like turns around and the looks whole, at him. The whole bar goes quiet. They're like, shit. And they're like, we're ready for this. We know something's going to happen. And jokes. so he turns around and he's like, Big Nose, is that the best you can come up with? Which there are so many more better insults true. from Big Nose. Big Nose is And funny. the guy's like, oh, I'd like to see you try. And he's like, yeah, I will. And so they do this thing where they throw a dart at mm. the dartboard and he hits the number 20. And so he has to deliver 20 nose, nose jokes jokes. that are uh, better than Big Nose. And it's hilarious it's really funny he delivers a lot of great jokes actually so he's supposed to deliver 20 but when they were filming it when he was around 18 or 19 jokes in he says how many do i have left and the audience in the film shouts 15 so he actually ends up delivering like 25 nose jokes but one of the jokes is pulled from From the television from the television because it's too inappropriate risque it's risque and that joke is uh finally a man who can please two women at once yeah which is pretty funny the funniest one i think too yeah and there's also some what's kind of neat is like they put actual uh Quotes from the original mm-hmm. Cyrano de Bergerac into it, you know, about a man whose nose is on time, but the rest of him is late. Yeah. And one thing I found very charming about the film is that, because obviously Steve is invested in it. Steve. Right, Steve? Steve. He's yeah. shaking his head yes. He's shaking his head yes. Steve has confirmed. Uh, because he <laughs> produced it and wrote it and starred in it, is that he saw a play version when he was 12 years old and Steve. loved it and thought it was so inspiring that he always sort of stuck in his mind. And so... When he got the chance in the 80s mm-hmm. to showcase it, he did. And he he always, apparently, right, Steve? Yeah. Uh, he says that he felt <laughs> like this was his first film that showcased him as an actor and not just a comedian. Which is hilarious Which is me. hilarious because he's such a comedian in this. It's like every cuts not cut scene, but every scene between scenes. You know, he's just walking around town. He's telling jokes to himself, basically. Yeah. It's always, it's like hamming it up every everywhere. Kind of like us in the office, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, um, when he was 12, he also had gray hair already, right? Did we, did we look that up? <laughs> so we had a I always debate. just imagine Steve Martin is exactly the same. He, he really always has gray age. hair. He, he looks pretty age. much the same as he did in his I have no idea how old he is. So we were trying to figure out when he turned gray, and I don't think we came to an answer. I think, I think they, it was like in his 20s. It was in his 20s, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going gray pretty quickly. Someone fact check us. Yeah. 
Let I'll, us know. I'll figure it out and then I'll tweet it out. Yeah, email us, you know, Instagram. We'll figure it out. He was fairly young, though. Um, another fun, cute Steve Martin moment in the movie is he goes to um, a plastic surgeon to talk about the nose. <laughs> and they hold up these cards with fake noses on them so he would be able to see his profile with a new nose. And actually, one of the cards that they pull up on his face is... Steve Martin's actual nose. Yeah. Which is cute. Which is super cute. Um, another one last Steve Martin story. Do I have time? Yeah. Why not? All right. One last Steve Martin story. So People love Steve. I, I know. I'm kind of sad we don't have any other movies with him. We'll figure one for, out. For the pod. Don't worry about Anyway, <laughs> so one day when they were filming in Vancouver, Canada, uh, he goes into a bar to use the restroom between scenes. And usually, you know, when he's wearing the giant nose, people always make very basic comics like big nose yeah. and so he goes in and there's this rude. group of bikers at the bar and he's like stealing himself for them to say hey big nose or something mm-hmm. and one of the bikers turns and looks at him and goes hey why the long face and he was so delighted with this he thought it was great because finally someone was original with him i have good news for you oh so he's acted in more than 52 oh movies God, so i'm feeling like 2020 Wow. Pods about Steve. Oh my god! Just all Steve Martin movies. I mean, would you listen, folks? Could you, could you give us some feedback? I'm gonna start compiling a list of all of the 2020 podcast ideas we've had. We've had a lot. We've had a lot, and just see if you know. Oh, I guess they're not which all ones movies. are the best. Damn you, IMDb, the Internet Movie Database. You're on my. <laughs> I'm so shit glad list that you're. <laughs> it's cheaper by the dozen. Rom com. I. Don't think so. Oh, also, uh, one of our viewers, Is a couple of Egypt. Oh my god, no! Oh my god, Fine. No, that just celebrated its birthday, didn't it? Sure, In like twenty something years. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one of our listeners, my friend Ashley, um, thought it would be great if we pointed out where you can listen to this. Listen to this. Where are you going to watch the film for this? Well, so sure. we, I believe we we rented this on Amazon Video, and I think this one, if you agree to watch it with, with commercials, with commercials <laughs> courtesy of IMDb, it's free. You could get a little bit of a discount at least. Yeah. I think it was free. You're I think right. it was yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. I think we did it for free. So either check it out at your local library or go onto Amazon mm-hmm. Prime and watch it with the ads for free. Please don't illegally download it because piracy no, is not a victimless that, crime. <laughs> it doesn't help the actors. It doesn't help us. I mean, why would it help us? We're not we're not involved with these in any way. But you know what? It's good to be able to oh, get it through legal channels. I've been channels. getting a cutback. Meryl's been sending these checks every week. Are you kidding Hi, me? Yeah, Steve says yes. God. I'm going to have to talk to Steve. Alright, we got to cut this. Cut this short. Uh, Alright. So, Did, that was... That was Roxanne. It yeah. was a ride. We we weren't sure if we would have watched, we would have finished it separately. Yeah, no. Because it was just Mm-mm. real long. I would have made a lot of edits to this film. But yes. it was a different time. Would you leave Whatever. his nose on the cutting room floor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So now we have to talk about what we watch next. Oh, and I don't want okay. to. So I'm going to do the talking <laughs> right now because Mia's got feelings. Uh, you shouldn't be sharing all your feelings before the episode has aired. You want to leave them some suspense to look on her face right now. It's very funny. I wish I could have taken Whatever. a picture. Anyway, so <laughs> next week we will be talking about the 1997 film, a perennial favorite in the no. rom-com community, except for Mia Orabona and myself, which is My Best Friend's Wedding, starring Julia Roberts. An ultimate betrayal, Julia. You're not invited on the pod. And Dermot Mulroney. Among other people. Yes. 
Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. A young Cameron Diaz. A young, a very young Cameron Diaz. Uh, I had seen my best friend's wedding before. I hadn't. And the world works it up and says that it's great. And then I thought it was going to be like a fun romp about two best friends. The man was going to go get married. He like found a new love. And then she comes into his life and then he realizes that he wants to be with the one who's been there all along. Mm -hmm. Which is what I want all of my male friends to realize about me. That's a bold statement you're making <laughs> on the pod. Some of them won't listen to this, don't they? Yes. Guys, you Samantha, out there? Oh my they gosh. do. Anyway. It's intentional. And then it was just different than that. And okay. let's not give too much away. All right. So we watched my best friend's <laughs> wedding. If you haven't seen it or haven't seen the Entertainment Weekly cover that came out this past February with it, I recommend you go and uh, have a watch. Uh, we'll still be here. We'll still be here <laughs> waiting and if you didn't Listening. like it, you can also slide into our DMs and talk to me about how much you didn't like it. I yeah. don't want to hear positive comments. Not open to that. Don't <sighs> at me. <laughs> All right. She so, wants to go. We'll go. We're gonna cut it short. We'll save it for the save it for the next pod. Let's talk about something nicer, like if this Roxanne rom completed us or not. Well, in my opinion, Mia, it completed me, but mm. not rom pleaded me. Okay. Though I really did like Daryl Hannah's grand gesture. It was so cute. Yeah. The end was definitely better than the beginning. The end, yes. If you took out like the first half of the movie mm-hmm. and it was just the second half, rom-complete. With that first half. Yeah. Eh. All the fireman sequences, all of Steve Martin being extra and jumping yeah. over the line. Not here for it. But it was a fine movie. I'm happy we watched it. Yeah. I don't understand why it has such a high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wait, I do. Because 89%. men Because it. men. Old white men. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Likely. Yeah. Mia, did Roxanne wrong complete you? Yeah. Sure. Oh my gosh. How in good like that a, answer. In like a weird wet fish sort but of But like way. if you like compare it to Hitch. <laughs> well, if I'm comparing it to Hitch, then no. Are we going to have some sort of, like, tier of rom-coms? I'm going to make a year? bracket. Uh, we wanted to make a bracket at the very beginning. We talked about it. I was going to get a poster like a board from work. Michael's. I was going to get the glittery holographic <laughs> type. I don't know. No, no, we're going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Oh, Steve's got to leave, so we're going to go Oh, God. We're going to get him a sandwich. We're going to have a meat sandwich and walk out. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of You rom Completely. As always, you can find us on social media. Twitter and Instagram at romcomplete me. No, you just romcomplete yeah. me. Or write us an email. Send us an email. We've mentioned our email two times. Well, let's mention it one more time. It's you romcomplete me at gmail.com. We made a specific email for this pod. Right. For wow. all the things we had to sign up for. So send us an email. We will respond. We have it on our sure, phones. Why not? We're here for it. Yeah. I only, the only emails that that sucker gets is when we sign up for stuff and also like Twitter emails. Oh, so yeah. Notifications. It would be so wonderful if I could get a fan email. Yeah. It'd also be wonderful, you know, we've got, we got a couple of Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a lot of content posted, my bad. But, you know, if I had a couple more followers, maybe I'd be a little bit Ooh. more motivated to, yeah. to uh, post some stuff. Yeah. So I hope you do that. A challenge. Challenge yeah. for our listeners. Yeah. Accept it. Yeah. Accept it. And maybe there'll be a fun a fun surprise for you. I found a video recently that I think I'm really excited. you're really going to like. It's yeah. Before the pod was even a twinkle in our eye, we already were thinking about rom-coms. I like the twinkle in your eye. I didn't like it when you said that we birthed the podcast. <laughs> that was what it was. 
I'm not into that. <laughs> <laughs> but like we did in when like Birth of a Nation, America. We're waiting for the crack. Crack, crack, crack. We, we all being born. We still need to leave. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.